Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we're back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted that you were there on a very busy Monday. It's a big week for us. It's a big week in sports. Half the nets have been cut down. The other on the way. Baseball's first weekend. NFL free agency. Let's go. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. All right, the one place to start is going to be with us kind of trying to regroup after what was a crazy little uh, event on Get Up. My buddies Tannenbaum and Graziano are good enough to hang out after we wrap up the TV show today. And we actually had our five-year anniversary of Get Up over this weekend, oh. uh, April 2nd, which I, it was yesterday, right? Um, yeah. April 2nd is the, yesterday was five years to the day that we launched Get Up. And I, I'm sure you guys remember that. We were immediately beloved. Everyone thought it was great. And, and <laughs> right from the start, people loved the show and, and forecast great success for us. <laughs> But anyway, in the five years that have ensued, we have never had anyone throw a ball and break a monitor in our studio, (laughs) and and somehow Richard Jefferson managed to do that. Unbelievable. That's why you don't play ball in the house. We we all learned this when we were young, except apparently Richard. And of course, my GM mind goes to two words, payroll deduction. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to come out. I want to make an argument, though, that this was Brandon's fault, so I want everyone to know what happened. So Brandon is our Brandon Phillips, our stage manager. We've talked about him on the air here many times. He's he's the he's the idiot who said that he would rather have Gardner Minshew than Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. So I have an issue with Brandon going in. So anyway, Brandon is standing behind one of our monitors as we're in a commercial break, getting set to come out and shoot the sneaky hembo time. We're going to do the trivia question. Yeah. And Graziano is going to get it right. And it's an unbelievable question, by the way. The question I love the question and the answer. The question is, Larry Bird is the last player to win three consecutive MVPs in the NBA. Who is the last player to win three straight runner-ups? And this is relevant because if Joel Embiid is the runner-up, it'll be Mm -hmm. three straight. And Graziano got it right. Yeah, Larry Bird. And I didn't know the answer. I just figured it was Sneaky Hembo being sneaky and Bird probably finishing the top two or three of the MVP voting every year he played so it was as good a guess as any in this case better than most six consecutive years he was the runner-up three straight years and then he won it three straight years but anyway we're getting set to do that (laughs) and again i'm going to explain now why i believe this was brandon's fault brandon is making his way onto our side so brandon is standing right behind one of our monitors and just pick like you know a a picture like a, a, a relatively big television monitor that you might have but it's it's sort of um situated on this on this uh, little cart that has wheels on it so people like Brandon who is the sage manager can roll it around so we can see it and Brandon is saying Brandon says to him hey throw me that ball I got better hands what did you say you said I'm better at catching than you are at throwing yes right that's what you said that's exactly what I said you said that to a guy who played in the NBA for 15 years <laughs> and I say that to Jay Will and I don't have a drop pass yet okay. or drop catch yet do you do that while standing directly behind a monitor that costs thousands of dollars every single time and, and I've never seen him time. throw you that ball I've never he throws you the ball standing right behind a monitor Jay Will yes all the time I, somehow I've missed he does it in here on this show 
all the time. See, I have not seen it because well, then the so he, he yeah, talks sure. trash to RJ and RJ, RJ actually said, oh, no way. If I throw that low, then we got a real problem. Here. Well, why toast. would you throw it low? He said that he said that verbatim. And then about a second went by and then he threw it and he threw it low. And the look on Brandon's face as it smashes into the monitor's face and is just immediately broken. Like that is a, we, if you've ever seen, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like when, is that LED or whatever it is that, oh, yeah. that gets broken? That's broken. Yeah. No, no, no. There's no fixing that. That's not coming back. No, no, that's, that's garbage. That's, that's exactly right. Can I tell you something else, Greeny? Yeah. He threw it underhanded. Too. He did. He threw it underhanded. Terrible. Which was Alrighty. an odd move. And I gave him this target too. Yeah. We all know. This is elementary football, basketball. You give him a target like this, football right. diamond. He, he threw it low. It. Yeah, it low. so Terrible. it's a bad. It's a bad. And, and honestly, I'm still kind of shaken up by it. But but wait a second. I felt like a great receiver like makes the quarterback right. Could you have at least deflected it? That's right. Like, I mean, that was what you know. He threw it into a tight window. Right. And but and you just sort of let it go right into the window. The metal monitor <laughs> is about four feet high. I would have to jump over it. Not jump over. You could have leaned over and extended your arms. Well, Richard Jefferson, he said that I had short arms. You do Not have true. short arms. No, I don't. Well, you played defensive tackle in right. college, right? Yeah. You were a defensive lineman, not always known for the hands. My hands are great. Okay, fair enough. So well, you're, you're continuing to insist that, that this is really all about Rod, uh, Richard's fault and no one else's. 100%. I support that position. Dan, you, you, you agree with that? Yes. I do. Tannenbaum, what do you think here? I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit more skeptical because I would have liked to see a little bit of just batting it down. Because you're trying to negotiate some sort of a contract. you you're in that contract like No, no, no. See, I think if the big brother, <laughs> if you're a parent and the big brother talks to the little brother and you're doing something really dumb uh-huh. and, then, and then that Richard. something happens, then I blame the big brother. Now, Richard, in this case. Richard's the big brother in this. No, he's uh, not. He initiated it. He threw it. No, but you initiated it. You started talking trash about how no, you were better at catching first. than he is at passing. He started tra- talking trash first, and I just stood up. Like, I don't hey, think so. This I, is like Angel I, Reese I, and Caitlin Clark all over again. We got trash talking going on in our studio, and this time, yeah, I'm and, telling and you right now. Wor- this is worthy of a technical you foul. You can't see me. Yeah, this is a technical foul. Graziano, how do we adjudicate this matter? I, I think it's 100% Richard's fault. In fact, right before he did it, he said something that strongly indicated that he wasn't going to do it. So when it happened, I think everyone was shocked that he let go of the ball in the first place, including Brandon, who would have had to make a heck of a play. He would have had to moss the TV in order to catch that ball. And I just don't think there was any, any, any reasonable person could have reacted in that amount of time. I say to people all the time that one of the things about having experience in this line of work is that you don't want anything to happen to you on the air when mm-hmm. you when you reach this level. The reason you start out, and it's like sort of like coming up through the minor leagues in baseball, is that I don't ever want anything to happen to me on the air that hasn't happened to me a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I was working at a small TV station in the suburbs of Chicago. A Howard Stern caller got on the air, repeated a curse word over and over and over and over again. And because we had such a small staff, I was the only one who knew it was happening. So this went on for like 30 seconds just over my face. I assumed once that's happened to you, nothing could happen on television that would throw me. Honestly, today was the first time in my 27 years at ESPN that I was speechless. I was genuinely struck dumb by what had happened, and I did not know how to bounce back from it. No, it was tough. It's a miracle any of us survived. Richard's a destructive force that we need to be very careful about when he, when he shows up. And, and the shrapnel could have gone everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is just broad. So, Brandon, I, I, I think we're going to let you off the hook All here, right. yeah. even yeah, though I, think, I so. think it was your fault. Yeah, no, no. I, mean, I think you started it. I think he owns that blooper. 
That's you know it. what? That's what we need now is that. we need to send him to AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight <laughs> to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free, so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Maybe they could fix our now completely broken television monitor. All right, Graziano, you brought this up in our pre-show meeting this morning, and then we took it on the air, and I like it. The Miami Dolphins have done a very strange oh. thing. The Miami Dolphins extended, what's the word I'm looking for, picked up the fifth-year option on Tua Tungavailoa well before they had to, meaning they could have done it a month later than they did. They could have waited to see how things played out. Mm -hmm. Instead, they chose to do it. They've already done it. That is done. And they have hitched their wagon now, it would seem, for the next two seasons to Tua Tungavailoa while every move they have made has been win now. Right, everything they trade for the defensive players, trading the picks, Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, they have gone all in. Tyreek Hill, look at the aggressive moves they've made, and they are now riding everything on the health of a player who has proved he doesn't stay healthy. I'm confused by this. I'm very confused by this. It's the it's out of step with all of their other moves, which, as you mentioned, are. Let's try and win now. Let's try and hit. Maybe they're thinking, oh, it's a rookie quarterback contract. We've got to hit that window. But to your point, they've already got the fifth-year option picked up for 2024. That's when it stops becoming an advantageous rookie contract. So I don't know why, if you're the Dolphins and you've built this roster, you don't make a call on Lamar Jackson. I, I don't understand it. It seems like a great fit. It seems like a place he would want to play. And it seems like if you plugged him into an offense that had Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and all these pieces – that you could, you could potentially do amazing things from a scoring standpoint. I'm sure uh, Mike McDaniel has it in his head that what he could do with a quarterback with that kind of ability. Even Tua, like, even if Tua stays healthy, like, what's the, what, what's the upside? Like, like, we've seen him play well, but we haven't seen him play MVP-level football. We haven't seen him be transcendent. I, I, I just feel like I, I, don't, I don't get what they're doing. Why do you think of it, Mike T? Explain yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with Graz from this standpoint. Like, we saw worst-case scenario really play out with Daniel Jones and the Giants. Don't exercise the fifth-year option. They paid him more than they wanted to. Maybe he's 30 to $32 million. They're at 37 and a half. Not ideal, but on a $230 million cap, you could survive a $5 million per year mistake. However, on the other hand, now that you're committed for fully guaranteed dollars, it limits your ability to look elsewhere. So I, I, when I was... Surprised at the decision. Secondly, certainly by the timing of it, Lamar Jackson gives them a better chance to win. And I think as Dan G and Dan O said on the show, like they would be so hard to defend because of all that speed. In the meantime, and Graziano said it earlier, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio, Graziano and Tannenbaum in our studio. To this moment, the only team in the NFL that has in any official way made clear they want Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback is the Baltimore Ravens. And he issued a goodbye on Twitter last week to the fans in Baltimore. So where does this go, Mike T? How, how does this yeah. progress from here? Yeah, look, unless something changes over the draft, and Dan O alluded to, like, let's call it the Colts, a team after the draft, before July 15th, could go ahead and sign him to an offer sheet, and then they could do a sign and trade, or Baltimore can match. But barring something weird happening in the draft, he's going to be a Raven this year, whether he likes it or not. Here's the other thing I would do, though, if I was – a team, and we used to do this a little bit in the restricted market, which is there's going to be a number of teams that are going to need a quarterback next year. Could be the Jets if Rodgers plays on a one-year deal. Certainly it could be Tennessee. I would bring Lamar in for a visit right now because it's legal tampering. 
get to know him, let him meet your staff, let him meet your owner, because that gives you a leg up next March. What do you think of that, Graziano? I think I would love to see what Aaron Rodgers would think if the Jets brought in Lamar Jackson for a visit right now, just to take a look for down the road. Yeah. I'd love to see them massage that. You're right. What, what they're, what they're, they're in on, in every single way, including acquiescing to all of the, the, the little quirks that make Rodgers who he is and as complicated as he can be. And you know what? I'm with it. I'm 100%, <laughs> I am. Look, you've, you, you have, if you're going to do this, you have to do it right. Like, there's no point in doing this a little bit. If you're going to try and get Aaron Rodgers and win it, catch lightning, this is the definition of catching lightning in a bottle. It is a one-year trial. You're trying, you, yeah. you have to do it all but, the But, way. Greeny, you're going to be a Jet fan in September of 2024, and someone's going to be playing quarterback. But, but what, if I'm ha- what if I'm celebrating a championship? I won't care yeah, as much. Yeah, do we want to That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, that, that right? That, they're doing everything they can to try and win it for a one-year. That's what you did with Favre. Right? Same exact thing you did with Favre? 100%, but we, we also built a team that could sustain once he left. And and this is the same thing. This is a team, and then you'll figure out the quarterback piece of it. They're still young. All these guys are still going to be on rookie contracts. Sauce and Garrett Wilson and all these guys. You bring in, at this point, you're bringing in Rodgers and OBJ, and you're trying to win a championship, and then you'll go from there with the rest of your team. I, I think it's the, actually think it's the right thing to do. I agree with you, but I am curious what in your history as a Jets fan leads you to say something like, oh, we'll just figure out the quarterback. Well, I mean, look, I mean, (laughs) this is where we find ourselves now. But my point is your options. I can't make up my mind who my quarterback is going to be in 2024 when I'm trying to win a championship in 2023. I think they're doing the right. I'm not going to sit here and criticize the Dolphins for not going in all in at quarterback and then and then criticize the Jets for doing the, exactly that. I think it's the right move. All right. We'll see if it winds up paying off in the biggest of possible ways. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. More from these fellas as we go. Yesterday was a special day, plus my tournament takes and a whole lot more on the way. Stick around. We're just getting rolling. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet 
Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, rolling along with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, the assembled members of the Hashtag Crew. Have assembled around me. Hembo is here. Bubba is here. Cam is here. It's a huge week for us. I'll explain exactly why in 30 seconds. And I've got my tournament takes from both the men's and women's side coming your way as well. Plenty of football today. NBA conversation. We're busy. It's a good day here as we roll into April. But for all the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. So I mentioned and this is a week, you know, we've heard us talking about this a lot, but when it actually comes up on you, it still feels as though it sneaks up on you. And tomorrow is the nationwide release of our book, Got Your Number. We had our first real event yesterday, which was a thrill in Ridgewood, New Jersey, at a, a terrific store there called Bookends, where uh, they have, I love that store because they have pretty much everyone who's doing a book tour. They bring in, they do great events, exactly what bookstores used to be and should be. And, and too much of these days are no longer. But so that was wonderful yesterday. And, and it was fun for me to see you there, Hembo, because this was your first time. And I could see how I could sort of see the thrill in your eyes as we went through what was really a fun day. Yes, it was almost a little dramatic. Bubba, Cam, uh, I guess you guys were too busy to make it. So let me just kind of paint a picture of, of what you missed here. So there's a bookstore up top on the first floor. And then they have like a basement with like these big stairs in the center where you walk down and like... There was like, I don't know, a couple hundred people there sitting on the bottom of the uh, uh, in folding chairs waiting for us. It was like this grand entrance, like I was playing sports or something. It was a shame that you guys weren't there to get there, to, to be able to experience that with us. But all of a sudden, it was like, it clicked. It was like, oh, 
they're all here to see us. They're here because they want to meet you and, and take pictures with you and talk about the book. It was just the kind of thing where like in one moment, like all of this hard work that we did over the course of so long manifested in, in, in real time. Now, to the point Hembo just made, it was not lost on us, Bubba, mm. that neither you nor Cam yeah. managed to carve out time in your busy schedules yesterday right. to come to this event. I mean, look, when I go out, I get recognized wherever I go. It is hard for you. I don't want to go and and mess this thing up. Like you just said, this is Hembo's first time doing this. I don't want to go, drive to New Jersey, make a whole big thing, and then all of a sudden everyone's looking at me and no one even noticed Hembo's there. I'm trying to help you guys. If I showed up, it would not have been good for you guys. True. The whole event now would have been my event. So I don't want. I don't want to do that to you and ruin your your first public appearance. So you're welcome. So here's what I will say. There was one person. Was he a friend of Bubba's or a fan of Bubba's? A fan of Bubba. A fan of Bubba. There you go. I wasn't even there. You weren't even there. And and but your fans were uh, out in full force. And the other thing I can tell you, or I have a question: When people see you in public, yeah, do they say A, are you Bubba? Yeah. From ESPN Radio. Do they say, B, are you Q from Impractical Jokers? Right. Or C, do they say, I thought Luciano Pavarotti was dead? <laughs> those seem to me to be the three <laughs> options for things. Which do you get of those most frequently? I'd say it's... Um... It's about six. <laughs> Calm down over there. It's about, uh, I made it funny. <laughs> that made me laugh myself. It's um. It's about uh, sixty forty. Right now, it's about sixty forty. Sixty for Q, forty for Mike and Mike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or for uh, ESPN Radio in general. Yeah. It's um. It's the the Q thing is is crazy. I mean, people. I I was at uh, a a Subway sandwich shop um i think two months ago and someone literally asked me if i was q and they're like <laughs> oh i didn't think you'd be in town i was like yeah i know it's crazy <laughs> so, so bubba's celebrity is a good enough excuse yeah for, to not be there cam what is yours cam cam i i don't really have one to be honest i was uh i don't know it's kind of a far drive i know i wouldn't get recognized or anything you so, never know yeah you, people might have said are you a joe jonas b <laughs> That's Nick true. Jonas or C, both Kevin them. Jonas. You know what you could be? You could be Frank. Frank the Tank, the bonus yeah, Jonas, yeah. the the, bon- the Jonas brother that nobody knows. So maybe I would have gotten recognized even more than Bubba. They're pretty famous. That could have happened. By the way, Bubba is now excused for not being there yesterday, but he, he's the worst kind of friend because it's not obvious to me that Bubba has any way of obtaining a copy of our book, right. considering this morning he asked me, if we're shipping them to Bristol, which means there is no... Right now, Bubba has no plan to read it tomorrow. Yeah, you have, you have no... In, otherwise, what you're saying is you have no intention of getting the book unless we just send you one. Well, we're just, we're just wondering, Cam and I, as, you know, producers of the show, you know, advocates of the show, we're just wondering if we're going to get some copies sent our way to well, Bristol. I'm not 100% sure you're advocates of the show. That's <laughs> didn't the thing. show up, that's for sure. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing this show, Bubba, in spite of you. Like, I feel like you're, I'm doing everything I can to make this thing work, and you're doing everything you can to keep me from it. That, that's, that's my... That's my concern. We'll so. be on GMA Friday. See you there. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. we'll, we'll see if we can get them down there. But, 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 but see, what you missed was something very important happened. Something very important happened yesterday, and that is that Hembo brought his twin babies. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Michelle and the other one. And a very weird thing happened. They handed me Michelle. I refused to even consider the other one. I wanted no part of the other one. And they handed me Michelle, and Michelle started to cry like crazy. Oh, no. So we swapped. 
And then I got the other one, and the other one seemed kind of delighted mm. to be hanging out with me. And Michelle stopped crying almost immediately. <laughs> so it seems to me, Bubba, there's only one thing we can do about this. How old are they now? Seven months. So how attached to these names could they realistically be? Well, first I was going to say this. How do you know, was Hembo the one who told you which one was which? No, or? Lizzie was there. Okay. I and was gonna- so were both grandmas and both grandpas. This was a family affair. <laughs> I was going to say, it's entirely possible that Hembo just told you the wrong one. You mentioned there were 150 people there. A hundred of them were related to Hembo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. So, 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 so he, they hand us the babies. Michelle starts to cry while I'm holding her. Then we swap them out. Now I'm against my own will holding the other one. And she's like, seems kind of happy about mm-hmm. it. It was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So what I think, they're only seven months old. Right. They're not that attached to these names. Why don't we just switch them? Is it that easy, though? Like the Why state not? of New Jersey might have a few things to say about it. I, How would of, the state of New I, Jersey ever know? They I don't know care someone, which one is which. I grew up with someone who they changed their son's, my friend's name was changed after a year old. Well, yes. I well, think that's we could do it. that. Just so, swap them. You got, pl- you got pl- at this point. You got plenty of time. If Michelle you change be- them, Hembo wouldn't even notice that their <laughs> names had changed. That's right. So Lizzie could do it, and you would have no say in it or knowledge of it. And Michelle becomes the other one, and the other one becomes Michelle. Mm. And here's what I think: because they're so young at this point that like they'll fall for that immediately. Like if if you just start calling the other one Michelle, she'll be like, "Wait a minute, I thought that one was Michelle." I guess I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> and that'll be it. And then they'll switch and They're they'll not be fine with it. responding to their names yet. They, on some level, all the more reason if they're not responding at all, By the well, way, you could just flop them right now. Parenthetically, when was the last time it was that you actually held an infant? Because it's been a while. Yeah, when, when you were handed at first, Michelle, you seemed. It seemed like you had not done so in a while. I haven't done so in a you, while. It seemed like you had not My done so. My kids are in a while. 22 and 20 years old. You were very stiff. I was a, a tad. I was a tad thrown. Well, it was just sort of an odd place, and that's. It was one of those where someone just hands you a baby, and you don't necessarily see it coming. You have to prepare for a minute How's to up? hold a baby. I don't know, because again, I haven't held a baby in twenty years. So you hand me, and I was like, "Oh, it's a baby." I've kind of forgotten what to do with this, so I'm just kind of holding it like that. I'm yeah. like, "Please let this be Michelle and not the other one." So anyway, that's what happened yesterday. Uh, it was a fun and very special day. It was very friendly, and and it made me feel very good. And I know it made him feel very good. Tomorrow is a very, very big day for us, and we thank everybody for your support. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Next. Greeny's Takes. I'm going to do my takes on the NCAA tournament, but I'm not going to do them like in the way we usually do with the 5 4 3 2 one. Let's just sort of talk our way through this, because what happened with the women's game yesterday, I think, requires a little more of that diving into. So I'll start with the easy one, which is the men's tournament has been as good as it's ever been in any year can I ever remember. And Saturday night was a great example of that. That finish, San Diego State and, um, and FAU, is one of the great finishes in tournament history, right? I mean, Wittenberg, it's a long way. Lorenzo Charles winning it on the dunk. I mean, we've seen these unbelievable finishes. For that to come in a Final Four on that shot, that play, that's one of the most memorable plays you'll ever see. And I was on Twitter almost immediately afterwards asking people for angles. Did he step out of bounds? And and some people got mad at me like I'm trying to make a problem. I'm not making a problem. Was I the only one who thought it looked like he stepped out of bounds when, when you actually saw the play happen? I did not notice that. You did not notice? I did not notice that. I was too caught up in the moment. Well, people have now uh, tweeted at me mm. views of it, so I've seen it. He actually, he winds up his foot 
is a quarter of an inch mm. from going out of bounds. Now, it wasn't called, and it's, it would not have been reviewed, we wouldn't assume. So people are like, Greeny, it's over. I wasn't trying to overturn the result. I had no. You think I had a rooting interest in San Diego State, Florida Atlantic? I mean, I was delighted with the incredible nature of the finish. But it was very close to being out of bounds. Meanwhile, Connecticut blows out another opponent. They have not been challenged in this tournament. They were clearly misseeded. They're much better than a four seed. Everyone was saying that the moment after Selection Sunday, they were a very popular pick, and I certainly think they're the better team tonight and expect them to win. That's the easy part. The men's tournament has been great. The women's tournament has been great, too. And congratulations to the women of LSU. They win the championship yesterday. That got more attention than any women's basketball game that I can ever remember that was not an international one, which is to say maybe in the Olympics uh, because it's the Olympics and people pay more attention. But certainly from the standpoint of the WNBA or women's college basketball, I don't remember ever a weekend where it got as much of the spotlight as it did. And so... Once again, without in any way meaning to take anything away from the women of LSU and their championship, the way the officials handled that game yesterday was an absolute disgrace. A disgrace. This was the women's game's moment in the sun. This is their opportunity to shine. Why on earth did those officials wake up yesterday and say, you know what? Today's one of those days where everything is going to be a foul. Why? What could possibly have given them the impression that's what we wanted? What could possibly have driven them to say, I'm going to see to it that Caitlin Clark, the most appealing star this sport has created in a generation, spends most of this game on the bench? What the hell was that? The way they teed her up in the second half and they're coming back for just essentially dropping the ball behind her? What was that? That was a lot worse to me than any of the stuff at the end. I know people are making a big deal at the end about the taunting, for lack of a better word. And look, the bottom line of it is this. There are three elements involved in this. People have turned this into a conversation about gender. They've turned it into a conversation about race. And in my opinion, it is also very much a conversation about age. The reality is young people now celebrate on the floor, and do stuff in the faces of their opponents that would have been a fight 25 years ago. If you had had seen any of this stuff in sports, the stuff that happens now, not just yesterday, but in sports in general, that's a fight. I mean, the guys are coming off the bench and we're punching each other now. But this is the way way sports are now. So for the people who are criticizing Angel Reese, for example, for – doing the same motion back to Caitlin Clark that Caitlin Clark had done on Friday night that no one that I heard said a word about. Well, you have to ask yourself why one bothered you and the other didn't. Pointing to your ring finger, well, for crying out loud. I mean, Steph Curry did exact, put, put the Celtics and their fans to sleep on the court last year. I was in the garden two years ago when Trey Young was taking bows at the crowd. Trey Young doing his little, you know, icy celebration, whatever that thing is. That's sports today. So are you telling me you feel differently about it when it's women? Are you telling me you feel differently about it when one of the women is black? Are you telling me that you feel differently about it because you're older and you don't like the way younger athletes celebrate today? To me, the only one of those that is justified is the third one. Mm. If your issue with this is that they are women, that's your problem. 
If your issue with this is that Angel Reese is black and Caitlin Clark is white, that's your problem. If your issue with this is you miss a day and age in sports where this sort of thing didn't exist, sort of going back to the whole bat flips or no bat flips debate in baseball, well, that's something that I understand. Older fans don't like this. I don't really like it that much myself, but I fully accept that it is part of sports as we know them now, and that is not going to change. And I see it on the younger levels. I mean, I, you know, again, as I traveled through all those AAU tournaments and everything watching my son play, all these kids, when they make a three, they do the three gesture to their head, they do the ice in the veins, they do all that kind of stuff. Not much of it is aimed directly in the faces of their opponent, but not none of it, not none of it. And plenty of trash is talked. So that is my takeaway from yesterday's game. Hembo, I'd like to get yours because we made sure to wrap up our signing at such a time yesterday that we could get home to watch it. I missed the, I don't know what time you got home. You live closer. I got home. I missed the very beginning. But to me, the officiating bothered me a lot. The taunting at the end bothered me not at all, Mm. or if at all, then extraordinarily little. Yeah, so... Do I favor this kind of behavior? The answer to that question is, it doesn't really matter what I think. These girls should be, these girls should get to police their game however they want. This is why I defend baseball's unwritten rules, because even a majority of baseball players still adhere to them. These players, though, have become social media sensations in large part because of things like this. And that is the best way for your sport to grow, and the best way for you to capture young fans. So as far as I'm concerned, so long as these are, these are the people deciding how they police their own game, I'm totally good with practically anything that they do. The, the issues that you pointed out at the beginning there are all fair and reasonable, and we can talk about them. But ultimately, it's not my opinion that matters here. It's not your opinion that matters here. It's theirs. So if they want to behave this way, more power to them. Yeah, so th- that's what that was about. Bubba, what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously I agree that the officiating was very questionable at, at best. Um, How, what would Kim Mulkey actually have to do to get a technical? Like, what would she have to do I think start, to have a technical call on her? Start playing, I think. If she actually I mean, she ran out the there cr- and tackled one of the officials, I mean, made like a rugby tackle, like an official tackle, no. would they have called the technical? It would have to be a hit to the head. It was a disgrace. What happened yesterday was a disgrace. But anyway, go ahead, Bob. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, no, I think, yeah, the officiating was questionable. As far, I mean, in general, I do enjoy some some taunting and stuff, and just the players having fun. I, I don't know enough about, you know, who did what when, and I haven't seen the full videos to to say what was right and what was wrong. But in general, I, I enjoy when the players, um, you know, show emotion and have fun when they do it. So uh, it, it overall doesn't generally bother me, and I don't think they should be getting that much backlash. Mm. Cam, well, you know, I'm up against the clock here, so we'll get a final word on that. We'll continue to go as we go. Again, the men's game is tonight, and I'll make my pick on that coming up a little bit later. Meanwhile, the green light is next, coming off Major League Baseball's opening weekend. Stay with us. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. <coughs> sort of a curious thing before I get to the green light. Bubba, can you explain this to me? So uh, every now and again, when, when you write a book, you, you tend to check where your ranking is on Amazon because that's a big part of this. Um, and our book comes out tomorrow. Got your number. And right now we are ranked number one. This is all pre-orders. I mean, the book is not even available until tomorrow. We're number one in sports essays. We're number one in sports history. And Bubba, we are listed as number four in rock band biographies. Okay, yeah. I'm really not sure I understand that. But the top three rated books amongst rock band biographies, that's the genre. Mm. Leon Russell, the master of something, the storyteller, tales of the life of something. I can only see a little bit of it. Surrender, 40 songs, one story. And then Got Your Number, the greatest sports legends and the numbers they own. Somehow we are number four. And then at five, right behind us is a book about Elvis. Someone explain this. Why are we number four in, in, in rock biographies? Well, I can only assume it's because of, you know, Hembo's vast rock knowledge, and they just, they just equate Hembo and his, his rock music, and they say, hey, this this book has to be about rock music, so. It does seem like an odd like placement. Yeah, the crossover audience here is unclear to me, but I'll take it. I, one way or another. It's there. It's available. So if you'd like to read, if you like to read about sports or you like to read about rock and roll, this is the book for you. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light with Greeny. The average time of a Major League Baseball game through the first few days is two hours and 38 minutes. That is down 25 minutes from last year. We've already had 18 games played in under two and a half hours. We didn't hit that mark last year until May 21st. Major League Baseball's pitch clock is not a success. It is a freaking grand slam. Hembo, the green light is yours. Yes, and the time of game thing I think needs to be taken in two ways. It is a net positive, in my judgment, and most anyone's, that losing half an hour and losing no action is a, an incredibly good thing for baseball and its fans. Because what you also then get 
is a much better pace of play. Like the, the two work hand in hand. And so not only do baseball games not take as long, but between from, from, from bell to bell, for lack of a better term, the game has more action and that is fundamentally good. But what is much more significant to me, Greeny, are some of the other numbers. The increase in stolen bases, the batting average on balls in play. This offseason is going to go down as one of the most significant in the history of baseball. You probably have to go back almost uh, more than 50 years now to right after the 1968 season when they were forced to lower the mound because pitchers were so dominant. What we have done is introduced a whole lot more skills and athleticism into the game of baseball with the snap of a finger. So now all of a sudden, baseball is going to look a lot more, frankly, like it was originally conceived, and it's going to cease to become a home run derby forthwith. Yeah, th- that's, that is right. And I again, I just question the people who don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm thrown by any remaining complaints. You know, Dan Olofsky made a great point on our TV show this morning when he said, he sat down with his three kids and watched baseball games in their entirety. Mm. I'm a professional sportscaster who grew up with baseball being an intrinsic part of my soul. It has been years since I've sat and watched a game in its entirety. It's hard to sit through or has been hard to sit through an entire Major League Baseball game. It feels better now. And I've had, I had a very busy weekend and we still got the tournament and all of that. But as I have been in and out on the baseball for the first few days, I can feel the difference in the energy. There's a different energy emanating from the field. There was a 42% uptick in viewership on opening day alone. So what we know is that people at large are very, very interested in watching a 21st century product. If you're going to be uh, one complaining about these rules changes, you're going to be the same kind of people that complain that there is a three-point line or that they protect quarterbacks. Like This is the way of the world now. We have all the research that say baseball is better this way. By the end of this, the people that feel the way that you just described, they're going to wind up being stragglers. We're talking about maybe 1% to 5% of people. And you know what? You're you're not the people that Major League Baseball needs to capture. It's the younger people whose attention spans aren't might might not be what yours are. This has been a a huge triumph for the sport over the first weekend. No and question. I'm now going to say the thing that makes everybody mad. And I used to do this with Bud Selig. It is no secret that I have great fondness for Commissioner Selig. And Bud Selig was someone that people had it in their minds. They wanted to not like. They wanted to attach him to the steroid era, which, frankly, was mostly completely unfair. And yet, he was responsible for a million changes, i.e. the divisional changes, the wild cards, and all that kind of stuff, that no one in their right mind doesn't think was the right thing for the sport. So when is someone going to stand up and say, Rob Manford got this right? Mm. This is a gutsy thing to do. To be the commissioner of a major sport like this and to make a change of this magnitude, this would be like changing the size of a football field. If Roger Goodell one day said, you know what, I think we should go to 110 yards. That's how big a change this is. Who wants to be the one to stand up and say he got it right? Who wants to be the one to give credit where it was 100% due? I'm listening. We'll be right back. It's Greening on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.